relationships are critical. Um, whether that is the people you are working with on your channel, whether it's brand partners or whether it's just other creators in the industry that you could learn from, keeping those relationships positive and open to learning and growing from each other is something that's critical to being successful in the industry. It's going to benefit you if you are always helpful and pleasant and easy to work with. There are so many different ways that that is going to help you be successful. I would always focus on making sure that everyone is winning when you're working together on any project. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are and wherever you're watching from. My name is Matt Pierce, host of the Vigil Lounge. And today on today's show, we're so lucky to have an awesome guest. She is going to be walking us through and talking to us about some of the challenges of just being a creator. And there's a whole wide world of process out there. I can tell you as a creator who works for an organization, there's challenges that come with that. If you're doing it on your own, there's challenges that come with that. There's just, there's challenges. And so we're going to, we're going to face some of those head on together today. And I'm really excited to be able to, to introduce our guest today. So let me go ahead and introduce Britt Carter. Britt Carter is a creator economy pro, experienced in all sides of the business, including behind the scenes productions, negotiation of brand partnerships, channel finance and operations, and on-camera talent. She started in-house with two top creators, Ryan Christopher Slots and Mr. Beast, and now runs Creator Success for Gigastar, a startup bringing creators and investors together, while also running her own channel with her best friend, the betting bell. With that said, please help me welcome Britt Carter to the Visual Lounge. Hi, Britt. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, uh, Britt, this is so awesome. And, you know, this was one of those random connections that happened in life that uh, I'm really just thrilled that that took place. So grateful that you're here. As, as we get going today, I want to start with a question we ask everybody. And it's really this is if you could give this audience of creators and People, some of them are working for organizations, small and large. Some of them are actually out as creators on their own. If you could give them a tip to the audience about using video better or helping uh, make better videos in their work, what would that advice be? My biggest tip uh, to new creators has always been to focus on consistency. Um, we, When we started our new channel with my best friend, I knew that we wanted to have very realistic goals of what we wanted to accomplish and something that we could keep up with on a regular basis so that our channel wasn't just random bits and pieces at random times, some weeks, 10 videos, some weeks, none. So we focused on consistency and creating um, a habit for our viewers and so that they could know what to expect each time they came to the channel. Um, and that is one of the goals I always suggest for a new channel. Yeah, I, I I love that. I think that, and and this is going to lead right into the bigger conversation today about these challenges. I I think because I hear this advice from, you know, uh, a variety of creators about the need for consistency, but as a creator myself, I know this is this is hard. Uh, it's hard to be consistent. So what have you found? Because you've done a lot of things. You've worked with these these creators, and I mean, you know, let's elephant in the room, right? Mr. Beast is, he's a small creator, at least, I think. Just a little. Just a little. (laughs) So what have you learned about kind of overcoming that challenge of consistency? Because it does feel like there's just, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot to ask, you know, if you're just figuring it out. So what should creators do? How do they move forward? It's difficult. And so I think the organization, as much as possible of what you're working on, um, having those guidelines set up in the beginning and having a structure for yourself is super helpful. 
in the kind of gaming gambling space that um, my current channel is in, it's very common for a lot of creators to have daily videos. Every single day have a new video coming out. And I knew from the get-go that was where we're at right now. Both Jamie and I have full-time jobs um, in other spaces. We, you know, don't live together. So we're having to travel to film together. And that daily videos was not going to be something we could consistently do for it from the get-go. So we instead decided to make a goal of three videos a week to start out with. Um, something that felt achievable for us um, and would still push us a little bit to accomplish that, but um, be something that we could actually um, do. And so we started doing that from the beginning. But what's really helped is keeping a very detailed like content calendar for us. So we use um, Google Sheets to keep track of what we're working on, um, what videos we have coming up, who's editing what, when they're scheduled to go out and what we need to record each time we meet up for a trip. Because we are only meeting up every six to eight weeks. We're batching our content by filming a whole lot over the course of three to five days together um, so that then we can have everything very organized for the next six to eight weeks until we can meet up and film again. So uh, I got to ask this, and, and, I, and I know this pressure because as someone who works in, in the field of creation, right? Like there's this constant pressure. But what you described, I can hear... Especially maybe, and I don't want to, I don't, when I say a younger creator, I don't mean like by their age, their physical age. I mean by like how long they're into the the process that what you just described feels like, oh my gosh, that's a job. That's a lot of work. I, it, it feels like maybe that's the, like, I just want to have fun maybe when I'm starting out. I just want to record something. Absolutely. It's a lot of work to be a creator. And I think people underestimate that, especially people who aren't in the space. And that can be a hard thing to convey to, like to family and friends sometimes too, who don't always take seriously the world of content creation or the fact that this is a career and it is a job. Um, it requires a lot of different talents and skills. And I think that's my other biggest piece of advice is to not do it alone if you can avoid it. Um, even if it's somebody who's just behind the scenes versus on camera with you, having at least two different people who have different sets of skills and talents and different passions to work together so that you can have help and support each other, keep each other motivated. Um, Jamie and I are both skilled at different things. And even though I have more experience than her in the creator field, my passion is more on the behind the scenes side of mm -hmm. things. Whereas hers is on camera, really being that personality, the host of the channel. Um, and so we balance really well together to take on different responsibilities and make sure that neither one of us is getting too overwhelmed. Yeah, I, I I love that. It's like uh, you know, it's like the old Zelda posters. Take take you don't go alone. Take one of these or whatever it is. Yeah, because it's yeah. Uh, it's a lot. Um, so I'm I'm curious because you have like I and uh, as I was kind of reading up on you and watching some of your videos and and getting to know you a little bit, kind of pre our this is our first time meeting though. You've got this extensive background. I think that's behind, like you said, kind of more behind the scenes and kind of production management and looking at things. From from, you know, again, we're talking to these kind of creators who maybe don't have the depth of experience that you have. And we're talking about some of the challenges. What are some of those challenges you think that from your experience, if you could help the world see like if you could do these and I wish I could say it's one or two things. I'm probably a hundred things that you've learned. But what's one or two things, though, that would really make a difference as people are trying to get going? You know, obviously being consistent, but like are there skill sets that are helpful to develop or learn or is it is it maybe just something? else that they could do? I think one of the biggest underrated skill sets for content creation is relationship management. Um, it's something that 
I feel very passionate about and very um, confident in. And this industry, it really helps to know people in a lot of different fields and to build those relationships up. So I would start from the beginning being very open and giving with your time and your experience so that you can also ask the same of the people you meet. There's so much to learn from everyone that you encounter in content creation. Nobody's going to know it all. Um, and I think that that being really open to that is helpful because you can then be prepared to learn from anybody you encounter. Um, and also you never know when those relationships are going to help you in the future or come back to be a part of your channel going forward. Collaboration is a big thing that can help channels grow from other creators, but also just like getting the motivation to keep going. Um, I find that like I love attending conferences and events or in-person get-togethers like Fid Summit, which is where I was first introduced to Camtasia and the TechSmith team um, because I just get this energy from being around other creators who all have the same passions and motivations. And it really just fuels me that I am enjoying what I'm doing and this is a good path to go down. Um, so I think those relationships with other creators, relationships also with brands or um, tech partners or whoever it is, are really going to be what helps sustain you and drive you as you keep going down this journey. Otherwise, it can get really lonely to be a creator and you need that support to keep going. Yeah, well, well, great advice. And I, and I want to dig here a little bit because I think this is so important. And I, and I think it's the difference between one of the things I see, particularly in the creative space with these creatives like Admin Summit, right? People were so open and they wanted to do that connection. Whereas, uh, you know, I work in a, 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 and this is not to say anything bad about these other corporate spaces, but sometimes you go to an event and you see someone and you're like, well, we're competitors. We're not going to talk, right? So <laughs> what advice, if someone's interested in, in building, maybe bridging some of those relationships a little bit better, that can be hard. Do you have any advice to help overcome that? Because I, I know... Look, I, I don't know that introvert, extrovert is the right thing here, but it's like, it's hard to be at a, an event. It's hard to put myself out there. It's hard to want to talk to somebody. Luckily, I, you know, my colleague, Andy, who who introduced us, uh, is really good at that, right? And so I guess you, because you've done this a lot and maybe you have some experiences, what, what advice or what would you share with us? It takes a lot of practice. Um, I did not used to be comfortable or good at networking and talking to strangers and that sort of thing prior to my first role in the YouTube space. Um, I kind of really got thrown into it because we were a channel that was filming in public. Um, the creator was very well known in the places we were filming. And so we were constantly interacting with subscribers um, in the middle of filming, in between filming, things like that. So I had to very quickly become comfortable talking to everyone um, and getting to know strangers in person. Um, so I admit it is very, very difficult. I kind of had a trial by fire in learning it and just getting used to it. I think just doing it and practicing is the best thing you can do, putting yourself out there as much as possible, um, which is very scary. And I totally understand that. But yeah, it I think we sometimes don't realize also how much our content means to people we meet and are also sometimes so focused on people, on ourselves and what we think other people are thinking of us and forget that like, 
I don't judge everybody I meet. I am not a harsh critic of, you know, the person who's coming up and maybe is nervous or stumbling or whatever. And so why am I assuming that they're the same way? You know, I, I try to be really optimistic and think the best of people and go into it believing that everyone has the best of intentions and that there is an opportunity to learn from every person you're with. It, it can be tough. My my channel partner and I were filming shortly after we started the channel and had a really negative experience with somebody in person who was very much not happy that we were filming um, in a public space. And even though they weren't on camera, w- was very against us being there, going to get security on us and that sort of thing, regardless of us having permission. And it was not my first time in that sort of situation, but it was for her. And we were able to turn it into something very positive with getting feedback from our audience and kind of talking about what happened, being very open with it. And they were so supportive of her. And I think people want to see others succeed for the most part. There's going to be, you know, negativity out there in the world, but I just try not to linger on it, stay away from it and keep all of my energy focused on um, the positive people that are there to support me, that I can learn from, and that are going to be helpful towards my future goals. Yeah. Oh, well, gosh, I I, I think we've all had those, whether it's online or in-person type of experiences, if you've done enough shooting footage or been out, you know, and so sorry that you had to have that experience, but I'm glad it worked out well. But I I love your advice, right? That just, it, it is a practice, right? It's not, this is a skill. This isn't something I, I, I do think some people have an innate talent, but it's still a skill, right? You can learn how to how to do this. I want to I want to shift gears to another challenge, though, because you mentioned something that uh, I think I talk to a lot of people who struggle with this, that they they also would say, well, I, I would much rather be behind the scenes. And you're working this kind of dual role where you're behind the scenes, but you also are on camera, which can be uncomfortable for a lot of reasons, even just some of the ones that you said, because sometimes people are. You know, the internet is a, a is not always the nicest place to people or to content or whatever, but it also can be very supportive. But I'm I'm, I'm curious, what have you done to help yourself to maybe I, I'm guessing it's still maybe not comfortable, but where you're okay with that process of being on camera? What leads you to be able to do that versus like just saying I'm just gonna be behind the scenes all the time, which uh, is not a bad thing. I don't want anyone to feel like that's a bad thing, but maybe it's there's also benefits from both, right? Being in front too. I think that kind of goes for me has gone back to relationships and having a partner in this. Um, So with Jamie and I doing the channel together, it's the two of us. And it really helps to give you someone to interact with on camera. It's even harder if you're trying to just interact with the camera itself. That's really, really difficult for I think anybody to do. And so if you can get more comfortable at first by doing it with someone, especially someone that you trust, you enjoy spending time with, that helps to make it feel so much more relaxed and natural, I think, um, when you're first getting used to being on camera. Uh, yeah, I love that. And I love how, you know, again, that partnership, that makes sense. You know, you mentioned something else that uh, kind of, I'm thinking about the challenges that people might face. You, Your channel uh, is about gambling, which Obviously, there's only certain places that people go to gamble or can go. And and you mentioned getting permission. And I just got to imagine, like, one of the challenges that any people and, and 
And I assume with that, there's particular challenges because of gambling environment regulations and all that is very hard. But, you know, we have people who watch us who are working in regulated environments where, they, you know, maybe they're working in an environment where there's a lot of legal oversight. It could be banking. It could be healthcare, It could be like that. So what because it seems like the, but this is a place where it could all fall apart. Right. Like and I'm, I'm curious, what have you learned about about working through that process? Because I can't imagine every casino is just like, oh, yeah, come on in. We'd love to have <laughs> you. Right. Like, how do you learn to work through some of those? Because that's not like a, it's not a camera challenge. It's not an audio challenge. Talk a lot about those on this show. But it's a, like this whole other space of like, you could probably find yourself in a situation. If you didn't know, you're in there and all of a sudden you're in big trouble. Absolutely. And especially because with gambling type content, it's not scripted. It's not something that you can really reshoot, especially if something really great happens. So if that gets messed up by a security guard stopping you or some other sort of interruption that can really affect your content. Um, and you can't just do it over again because you have zero control over what the slot machines or other things are happening in the casino. And so we are pretty intentional about like 98% of the time being sure that we have full permissions and have everything cleared with our locations before we go there to not jeopardize um, the content that we're shooting, especially because gambling content is in its nature expensive. It, you know, requires cash and that goes out when you're doing it. It's not like you're doing a beauty tutorial that you're at home and can reshoot it. You are just filming here in your own space, you know, that or other type of content like that. It's very, very different. Um, so we had to be creative and I was fortunate enough to work with um, one of the first creators in the gambling space and spent a lot of time convincing casinos to really change their whole perspective on filming um, and show them how valuable it could be to them. So we went from when I first started with BC Slots, we were practically begging people just for permission to enter and film and be on their property, period. But by the end of it, had been so successful in conveying the value of content that they were instead reaching out to us and wanting to sponsor us to visit those properties to be able to film and create content for them. So I think that goes back to spending a lot of time in justifying the value of content creation to an industry that didn't understand it. Um, it was brand new to them. And so we really had to showcase the analytics, showcase the feedback we were getting from uh, patrons who were watching the content, who are a very targeted audience for those businesses that we were filming in, and being able to explain to people who come from very, very traditional marketing backgrounds who are still buying billboards. And one of the few companies who regular types of companies who send physical mail on a regular basis, you really don't see that a lot anymore. And showing them how beneficial to their business this content could be. And so it really helped change perspective. And so I think utilizing analytics and reporting um, is something that can be super helpful in getting the foot in the door with those business partners that you want to work with. Well, I think that's just, I mean, just great advice. I mean, obviously gambling and that's your niche and reg but it's, but I, I think all those things like show value, show, you know, like don't, don't give up just because it's like hard. Although, I mean, Maybe maybe you don't want to put it in the work and then that's the case. But like, yes, I, I love that. Right. Because there's so much 
kind of input that you, if you just keep working at it and keep showing the value, it's, I love that they started coming to you guys and asking for that content. Yes. Yeah. It became a great partnership. Um, and people that I've connected with for many years now and going back to relationships, once I left the industry for about a year and a half when I went to Mr. Beast. And then when I came back and started the channel with Jamie for the betting bell, because I had been very careful with those relationships during my time with BC Slots and had really developed them into something that was meaningful, those relationships have served me very well now in um, my new channel because people are willing to work with me and they do trust me um, based on the experiences I had before. And so if I had taken a different approach early on with just do whatever it takes to get the content made and get our channel, only look out for the benefits to our channel, those relationships might not have been strong um, in a way they are now and have been something that I could call back on later on. Yeah, I love that. Well, one of the things you mentioned, and and if if you're as long as you're okay talking about this, you you mentioned to us that you uh, were at Vid Summit and you found Camtasia, and I, I'm curious because I, you know I think we see a lot of people in this space who they're either like they're all in on video editing and they've got like professional like and I don't want to say professional because I think Camtasia is a professional tool, but like they're they've gone the Premiere Pro, they've gone to DaVinci, they've gone to something that's really heavy and uh, it's got a lot to it. So I'm curious. What was your journey to become like, because it sounds like you were not, you, you weren't a video editor per se. It wasn't your background. No. So what's, what's your journey <laughs> here to becoming a video editor? And I'd love to know a lot, like along the way, what are some of the challenges you've come up across? Because that's, you know, it's a, it's a different skill set to be a video editor than to do kind of the production management behind the scenes stuff. And so, so what's your experience been? Absolutely. And I think heavy is a great way to describe it. Um, so I, um, had a lot of experience from previous hobbies and um, jobs that I had in more of like the static design with mm -hmm. Photoshop and Illustrator and InDesign, things like that. So I was already pretty familiar with the Adobe Suite and was using that, had a subscription to it. So when we started the channel, I was like, okay, great. I've already got these tools. I've got Premiere um, as part of my Adobe subscription. I can work with that to do editing. I had been completely self-taught on it and had only really done some small stuff in the past um, when we needed last minute things for channels, um, mostly internally, um, something that we could use for previewing something, sending to a sponsor or a brand, not necessarily things that were being published. But when starting a new channel and you don't have the revenue or resources to hire somebody necessarily, you got to figure that out. Um, and so I took on the role of editing with our channel and was trying to use Premiere. Premiere Pro I had never used before. And um, I'd used a little bit of Final Cut, had a little experience with that, but they're not the same. And it had been a while as well. Pro was way over my head. It was way too much for me. And it also just was capable of a lot of things that were not necessary for the content we were doing. Um, because of the type of content, there's not a ton of cuts. There's not a ton of, you know, high fancy transitions or special effects or anything like that. The people who are coming to our channel want to see the gambling content. They want to see some of the other experience of the casino and the amenities and things like that. And they want to see some reactions um, from the person playing. So mostly Jamie, my partner in this. And so at first I leaned heavily on Premiere Rush, the um, like much slimmed down version of mm -hmm. Premiere Pro. 
and it had a lot of things that I needed um, and was working pretty well for the most part, but there were definitely some limitations to it because it was that smaller version. But I, I didn't need most of what was in Premiere Pro. And so it wasn't worth the additional time to really learn the whole thing and bog down and make that workflow a lot heavier when I didn't need all of that. So I was using Rush, was pretty happy with it. Um, it had been, you know, seven or eight months or something by the time I went to Vid Summit and saw Camtasia's booth there and was like, okay, let me, you know, check this out. They provided like a free trial of software um, for testing it out there in person. And I immediately fell in love with Camtasia and now have completely transferred all of my workflow over to it. It's been a really great system for me as somebody who's not an editor. I, I don't call myself an editor by any means. There are so many talented people in that space that are at a whole different level. And my content that we're making on the bedding belt doesn't require a, that level of editing. And Camtasia has been perfect though to let me increase what I do and do some more cool things, uh, level up the the processes and the editing that I can do without getting slowed down by a much more complicated system. It's been perfect for me. It's got way more than Premiere Rush did, but is also way more user-friendly than Premiere Pro was when I was trying to do that too. And so I've just completely fallen in love with Camtasia and have been able to really kind of enhance my editing skills um, and editing workflow ever since using it. Wow, that's awesome. And I, and I love that it's, uh, you know, that like, because I, I hear what you said. And I, I have no problems with like any of those other tools. I, I, I've used Adobe Premiere and it's, but it's just, it's you're right. There's a lot to it, right? And if you don't need all those things, it just, yeah. it, it's a drag and it's just like, okay, well, I, you know, and I mean that by the, it's kind of that like going through the water, it's dragging, pulling you back and saying, now I got to fight through all the menus and all the things. So I love that. And I love that it's enabled you. I, I think that's really, I mean, frankly, as somebody who works for a company, it's like, that's what we love to hear is that we, we've helped you to be able to do something that you can be passionate about, that you can, and, and afford, not in a financial sense, but afford in a time sense and afford to open up the opportunities to be able to do the things that you're hoping to do. And so thank you for sharing that. That's an amazing story and, and glad that uh, con those connections have come together so far. Yeah, you know, there's so many tools and creator space, whether it's for finance or editing or um, storage or whatever it is that it's not a one size fits all thing. There's going to be different needs depending on what your channel is and what you're trying to accomplish. And so I think it's about finding the tool that works best for you and your content and what you're looking to do with it. Yeah, abs absolutely. Well, Britt, this has been an awesome conversation. The one thing we haven't talked about, we're not going to talk about, but some people can go and listen to some <laughs> of your other videos. If you go go find your YouTube channel, the the live video that you did, we can hear all about your experiences with Mr. Beast. I mean, I th there's probably a bunch we could talk about there, lessons learned, challenges that you saw, things, but we'll skip that for today because that's that's not why you're here. But that's, it is a, <laughs> we can't not acknowledge him because, I mean, he is the... Yeah what, 100 and uh, almost 200 million subscriber elephant in the room, right? He just, that's, yeah. I, I, sometime I'd love to just chat with you about what that experience was like, but we won't, we won't do that today because we've got speed round questions and we got a dice to roll. I mean, this is like gambling. Yeah. This, is, this is not planned, but it's kind of like gambling. So <laughs> we'll keep place our bets. So let's go ahead and jump into our speed round. Okay. 
So, Brett, this is a, a game unlike maybe you've never played before. It's a 12-sided die because because you're you like the gamble. Let's just let's yeah. say you get it you, you can pick. What do you think is going to be the first number we're going to roll here? Let's go with 8. Okay, so we're going to go over to our dice cam and here we go. Oh, I saw an 8 spinning, but it's not. <laughs> it was so close. Okay, question number 5 for you. If you could instantly acquire any new skill, what would it be and why? Ooh, um, one thing that I would love to learn more about in the creator space is like sound editing. Mm. Um, that's not something I have any experience with and would love to do more of. I personally love music and really believe that like music can change your emotions and can convey a story very well. Um, but it's not something I have any experience with. And so I'd love to explore that. Yeah, I love it. And, and, you know, it instantly came to my mind as a casino themed movie with great sound design is the Ocean's Eleven movie. And it does does impact you. So, OK, let's go to our next question. Any bets on this one? Um, Let's try for three. OK, three. Come on, three. Oh, nah, not 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 a lucky day. That's OK. That's OK. Um, So this is a question. Uh, It's what's your one go to tool? that helps you get your job done on a regular basis. And this doesn't have to be a software piece of software. It could be anything in that tool bag that you've got uh, to help you do, create your channel, work through your videos. So is there a tool that you're, you would say, this is my go-to? It could be, again, it could be physical, it could be software, it could be whatever you choose. I use a lot of Google Workspace tools there to keep really organized, whether that's like file folder structures, using a lot of calendars. Like I'm a very list-oriented person and very visual. I like to see everything out before me. So I plan all of our content out on a Google calendar and can link then those events to a spreadsheet that has like what folder is titled, like a file number for the videos we're creating, has again, who's editing and um, working on that process. So I utilize those Google things to really keep everything organized in one place communicate really efficiently with my partner who's across the country from me um, and keep us in sync, even though we're not working together in an office. Yeah, I love that. And everyone needs a Brit in their life that can help you with that. <laughs> that's not your skill set. That's, that's, that's a wonderful skill set to have a friend that can help you. Okay, so we're going to go back to our dice cam. Last one, last chance. Any any guesses? Let's try for a seven. Lucky craps number. All right, here we go. Oh, it's a one. Ah. Oh, for three today. I'm, I'm so I'm sorry. I'm going to the casino today. <laughs> well, it could be. It's, it's yeah, I should have changed out the dice for you. But uh, question one, uh, admittedly, this is one of our harder questions for people because it catches them off guard a little bit. And so it's not meant to be hard, but it, it, it tends to be. Uh, if you could have dinner with any historical figure, it could be alive or have passed, who would it be and why? Do you have someone in mind? That is, yeah, a very difficult question. It doesn't have to be historical. It could be anybody. We'll just open it up to anybody in the world, past or future, or current, I mean. I have always been a big fan of Maya Angelou. Um, Mm. I think that's probably who I would pick. Um, I respect her so much for her creativity and her efforts in civil rights movement and just how she was able to break through a lot of barriers um, for a woman of color um, in a time that didn't value that and really make an impact on a lot of people. I think she would be just fascinating to hear stories and learn from and be inspired by. 
her just ability to overcome different um, things in her life that were barriers for her and really turn them into tools that she could use to advance her life, advance her career. I, I have a feeling she'd be very inspiring to talk to. Yeah. What a great answer. I I love that because you're absolutely right. Uh, and how could you not walk away just probably being inspired and uplifted? She's that, exactly. thinks she seems like that kind of person. So great answer. Yeah. All right. Uh, Britt, before we wrap things up, uh, is there, if people want to connect with you, they want to watch your channel, they want to learn more about some of the things that you've done, where should they go? Yeah, um, I can be found on LinkedIn is a great way to connect with me there. Um, or our channel is The Betting Bell. Um, you can go to bettingbell.com to check out um, our content there along with our fun. We also create really fun casino merch um, that I enjoy designing on there too. But um, I love connecting other creators um, and other people in the industry. Um, so LinkedIn is a great place to reach out so that we can all learn from each other more and really see how we can benefit each other. Fantastic. And and as I warned you, Britt, the, the last thing we like to do is ask people about their final take for the show. So Britt Carter, what is your final take? Relationships are critical, whether that is the people you are working with on your channel, whether it's brand partners or whether it's just other creators in the industry that you can learn from. Keeping those relationships positive and open to learning and growing from each other is something that's critical to being successful in the industry. It's going to benefit you if you are always helpful and pleasant and easy to work with. There are so many different ways that that is going to help you be successful. I would always focus on making sure that everyone is winning when you're working together on any project. Perfect. I love it. Uh, it's a great it's a great wrap up. And I think it is a highlight of talking with you today, Britt. So, Britt, thank you so much for joining me in the Visual Lounge. Thank you so much for having me. It was great to talk to you. You bet. All right, everybody. If I was a betting man, I would keep my eye. I would bet to keep my eye on Britt because she is doing really great things and she's got lots to share and lots to give and is making great content and learning how to do it even better. So we're so thankful for her joining us. And and she used one of her hot button phrases, one of the key words that we like to say. She talked about leveling up today. She mentioned it. That doesn't often happen with our guests. It was not planned. But like we say here, you know, as whatever you're doing, as you're creating your content, as you're learning how to create those partnerships, reach out to people, you're learning how to overcome the challenges that are just faced inherently with becoming a creator. And whether you're doing it for your organization, you're doing it for yourself, you're doing it just for fun. Take some time to practice. Take some time to level up. Take some time to level up every single day. Thanks, everybody. We hope to see you guys in the next episode. Don't forget, like, subscribe, do all that good stuff because, you know, it always helps the show. So we'll see you next time.